Tracy Gregorio is the CEO of G2 Ops, and under her guidance, G2 Ops has experienced double-digit growth and has established itself as a leading provider of model-based systems engineering and security engineering solutions to the U.S. Navy, U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Air Force, and a variety of small, medium, and large businesses. everyone. Welcome back to Lady Empire. I have such an amazing guest here with me tonight. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Al. I'm excited to join you today. Awesome. So I first just want to dive right in and get to it. I want to learn more about your childhood and where you grew up. So give us a little background on that. Okay. Yeah, great. I'm from Virginia. I'm still in Virginia. Um, I grew up in Norfolk, Virginia, and the area is very military heavy. So we had the largest naval base in the world, um, of course, the Port of Virginia. So very, um, you know, technology based, you know, throughout my entire life. So that played heavily into a lot of my decisions, um, you know, where I am today and, and my career. So, but great family. Um, I'm, I was the first uh, person to go to college in my family. My mother eventually went as an adult, but um, the first person. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So were you part of a military family then? No, actually, I wasn't. Um, the, the family, long history back in Virginia, but my father did work for the Naval Safety Center um, and databases and a lot of big computers back then and where they really analyzed, um, any mechanical failures or accidents to improve the safety of the aircraft. So he worked for the Navy. Wow. Very cool. So do you think that played a role at all into you sort of getting this interest in STEM and IT and technology? Do you think that played any role at all in in growing your interest in that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I was the oldest um, child. I have one brother, but my father, um, I always liked math um, immediately, you know, was gravitated toward it. And then my father knew that this was going to be a growing field, um, talked to me a lot about it. And then I had that great high school teacher you know, that said, hey, would you like to try programming? Um, we can do a pullout, you know, from a class and learn. And as soon as you make computers, you know, program and they do things for you, I was hooked right then. Wow. So did you study STEM in college then as well? Yes. Um, I majored in computer science, um, you know, a lot of a lot of men in the field, you know, a few women back then, <clears throat> you know, and I had actually my father had shown me Bureau of Labor Statistics about the growth potential, you know, and that was 40 years ago, if you can believe it. Um, and and it's we're still starved for more computer scientists in this country. So but that, yeah. that's how I got to start. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that as I asked that, too, is thinking about the male presence in those classes, right? I never took any computer science in college. Um, I think we had to take, you know, the basic math, whatever the college math is. And 
Um, you know, I never thought about people who actually majored in these subjects, how male dominated and, and that male presence are in those classrooms. Um, so did you feel ever intimidated at all, or just like uncomfortable and just like, you know, I shouldn't be here as a woman in, in this type of a classroom, in this type of an environment, or where did you really get that confidence to say, you know, Hey, I belong here. I deserve to be here with these guys next to them. I'm just as smart as them. You know, where did you sort of develop that confidence? You know, I think uh, growing up, I was never told you can't do something. Um, I never even knew there, you know, some women faced barriers. Um, and then the, the college I went to, um, Virginia Tech, it's heavy engineering. So the university is is a lot of uh, male anyway, no matter what you majored in. <laughs> so, but um, no, I think, you know, we were accepted. If you, if you were part of a, a group project and you pulled your weight, I mean, I don't think anyone cared, you know, what, what your gender was. So I, you know, I've really been blessed and never felt the barriers um, at all. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. And you know, I want to dive deeper into your role currently, but I just want to learn a little bit more about what drew you towards working with different sectors of the U.S. federal government. I know that that's a, you know, highly classified, um, you know, very particular sector. And, you know, what sort of drew your interest towards working in that line of business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, as I said, I grew up in the around the military. I mean, I see uh, you know jets flying almost every day uh, in our area. And when I got out of the college, I uh, went to work for a defense contractor right away, uh, programming radar systems for a ship. Really enjoyed it. Actually, went and joined the government as a civilian for five years, uh, working on submarine combat systems and the complexity of it. And the difficulty of it um, is very interesting. I mean, the the things have to work, but also the national security piece, you know, being part of protecting this great country, you know, is very rewarding. And then I I dealt, left and went to the private sector and did a few things. And then 10 years ago, um, joined with two partners, uh, G2 Ops, because we wanted to bring a lot of that private sector technology and expertise into particularly the Navy. So, you know, try to bring some of the new techniques and things. That's so cool. And I want to talk about, you slightly mentioned it there, your role that you're currently in now, which is CEO of G2 Ops, which is an IT engineering and cybersecurity company that serves the U.S. Navy and other parts of the federal government, also some commercial clients as well. So, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about how you got started in this role um, and how you really were able to establish yourself in this type of a role as a CEO in such a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something um, you, ha- you have to work on every day. You know, it's all about preparation. Uh, I still get intimidated, you know, meeting with an admiral or a captain because I never served in the military. You know, whether right. you're male or female, if you've never experienced what they've experienced, but it's being prepared. But they they just want to work with competent 
excellent people that can get the job done. Um, and that's what I've learned, you know, prepare and and make sure our projects are delivered with quality and and business then flourishes, you know, you know, when you do that. And that's really for any business. Another piece to your line of business and your role specifically, um, maybe if you've had some different challenges in being a woman in this field, I know you sort of mentioned already that you haven't really felt, you know, super left out or uncomfortable at all. But, you know, maybe in this particular role as a female CEO in this industry, um, any sort of challenges that you were really able to overcome and and how you were able to overcome those? Yeah, I think, you know, um, being from the South, I'm slightly introverted. I mean, I had to, I have to make myself be proactive. Even that, you know, that book that came out, Lean In, I read it and I'm like, that's me. That was me throughout my career, you know, not sitting at the table sitting on the side. Um, but I always made sure when I had something to say, you know, I tried to think about it so that I want to represent women well also. So that's kind of a burden also. But um, really just being proactive, learning to read the room, um, emotional intelligence, you know, all these things, all these great traits that we have as women, you know, that, that are easy, inherent for us, you know, tapping into all that. Um, so, yeah, it's still hard. You know, uh, a lot of our uh, executives at our company are males. We have one female uh, vice president who just got her doctorate in computer science. And uh, but we sometimes we have to elbow our way in into a conversation still. Yeah. You know, it's kind of uh, funny, you know, not really, but um, just, you know, men are different from us mm-hmm. and just just understanding that, knowing that. But, you know, how you dress and boys. And, uh, you know, just really, I think the biggest thing for me has always just been me being prepared because that gave me the confidence in the back of my head, you know, that, you know, you, you should be, it's okay that you're here, you're ready, you know, for any challenge. Yeah. And you bring up such a great point too, around confidence. And I think that's the biggest thing for women in this industry or in your type of a role. Right. I, and I think males have such confidence in themselves and in what they do, where women tend to not have as much confidence as they do. Right. And that's why we kind of feel like we're trying to elbow our way into things or conversations or roles or whatever it may be. And I think that all just stems from confidence and being able to match their confidence um, is going to be extremely important in your type of a role too, you know? And um, another question I had um, that I'm really interested about is how you're able to successfully recruit and retain a diverse workforce in this, you know, hyper competitive world of IT. Is it hard to attract women and females into your company and into this industry? You know, it's the... I think the key is really um, we look for we I say a players, so we look for the best people. Um, we we use social media really to show what our culture is, the type of people we're looking for. So we don't we have a very diverse, but we don't target anyone. 
And we find that um, that that has made a very richly diverse company um, by just looking for great people because smart, hardworking people with great work ethic like being around other smart, hardworking people with great work ethic. But I think um, at G2 Ops as a CEO, I never realized it before, but um, I, I now in, I'm in a position to hear it. Uh, young women will come to the company. I own 51% of the company. I have two male partners, but they're, it's woman owned. We like that. That's why I'm applying. That's why I looked you up. You know, I did a Google search, you know, system engineering or cyber and woman owned or women will come to us at a career fair, you know, college seniors, you know, and I attend some of them and they are, you know, um, you know, they're very intrigued by that and they like to see it. So we have been able to draw and then these women draw other women. Right. So we have a very balanced workforce and um, they, they're comfortable there. They get along with the, with the men just as well too. Right. So it's been very interesting to see, but I kind of, at, at this company I actually saw, wow, I think mentoring and being out there has really, um, you know, pulled really great women to the company. Oh, I love to hear that so much. Mm -hmm. And I think um, a lot of our listeners would be interested to hear about um, some of the things you're working on, whether it comes to your specific goals, I think. Um, some of our listeners, myself included, when we hear the word CEO, we think like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. what could their goals be? What are they working on? What are they, you know, I think it's super fascinating. So talk to us a little bit about some of your personal goals when it comes to growth um, in the position that you're in today. Right. Because I always want to improve, you know, what I'm doing um, and, uh, you know, make for a very healthy company financially. And you have to grow the business. Um, it's healthy, gives people places to get promoted to, gives them other projects to work on. Uh, we're matrix. So people work across projects and they really enjoy that. Um, but this year, we're at 130 people. Um, we've been in the Inc. 5000 for five years straight, fastest growing private companies. Very difficult uh, to, to do that. And hopefully for another, for the sixth year, this year, we'll see. <laughs> Your viewers can check back in. Um, but uh, we have to, I'm reading a book, Scaling Up by Vern Harsh, and it was Routine Sets You Free. So this year, we're really focusing on um, policy, processes, and procedures and ensuring that we're doing thing, things that can be routinized. Um, we're documenting, following checklists, and we're, I, I call it just firming up our foundation. You know, we've been able to grow, been pretty flat organization, and now we're going to have to add a few more layers and structure. Um, so this year's the, the focus is really on... Um, on that, changing that. And then we'll go after some certifications and validation against that, like ISO 9001. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I love to hear that. And you've mentioned a couple books, um, Lean In. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that book so much. Um, Great for anyone, uh, female in business or really whatever role. Um, I definitely recommend that. Mm -hmm. And um, scaling up as well. But um, do you have any other specific practices, whether that's meditation or you know, exercise or, uh, you know, any different books or podcasts that really help you grow as a leader? I, I think personally, I love uh, working out. I go early. Um, I used to go three days a week. Now I just go two and then I run. Um, I've done, um, I'm getting ready to do my 38 uh, half marathon um, in March. So um, that's, you know, that keeps me challenged. I'm not fast, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, consistent. Um, I always had a housekeeper <laughs> uh, made that investment. Even when I first started working, I don't enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I was able to use that time to to exercise or something. Um, so that, you know, that's some of the things I'm into personally. I do play golf. I'm not, yeah, I'm okay. And, uh, this year I'd like to work on that maybe a little bit more. Oh, I love that. I love golf too. That's mine, mine, mine and my husband's, um, sort of bonding activity we love to do together in the summer. It's, it's a super tough, super challenging. I like want to just throw my club every hole and give up, but yeah, it's so fun. I love it. Um, so we are in January of 2023. It's a new year. Um, do you have anything personally or professionally that you hope to accomplish in the next year or anything you want to share that you're working on this year? Oh, I think, I think personally there's, I've never been to Alaska, so that's a goal. Um, whether I get there, it'll at least be booked. <laughs> yes. yes. I've got to do that because um, that's a place you can't go too late in life. Absolutely. <laughs> I I've never been. So, um, and then golf, it's funny, um, you know, really didn't play much last year. So like to change, I love it because there's, you, there's no technology around, you know, I know. So, you, you know, it's just you and the grass and the trees. So, and then, as far as the company, we grow for uh, to stay healthy. You know, we want to make money. Um, so that continued trajectory, um, because we really want to focus on retaining these great people and we really want them to flourish. So focusing on them, um, we reinvesting and so they can get certifications, training. And, you know, once you, you know, reach a little tipping point like we have in the last few years, you are able to reinvest you know, in the employees, you know, you have that cash flow available. So um, seeing where they can go and that gives us a competitive advantage too. So that that's something we're looking at. Awesome. So Tracy, do you have any social media or where can our followers connect with you and see what you're working on or see what you're doing? Okay. Um, of course, on LinkedIn, um, it's Tracy Gregorio. And then I do have a Twitter account, Tracy Gregorio. So um, happy to connect with, with anyone out there. Awesome. And we will link those in the show notes as well. But um, Tracy, thank you so much for everything you've shared today. 
I know there's tons of women in STEM out there looking for roles and looking for guidance. And um, so for them to be able to look to you as a leader and, you know, see the path that you followed, I think is super important for our listeners and, and young girls who are in STEM currently. So thank you for sharing everything. And we will link all the social media and even the books that we mentioned um, in this interview as well. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Elle. Bye-bye. 